you very much. So, Mr. Fanner, on to you. Well, great. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Judy, and thank you, Francisque. And good to see you, Mike Cobb. Good to see you, sir. Love that background. Yeah, I hope you do. It's, uh, you know, it's on a fabulous issue of a sports car, uh, which I believe racer marketing and media might have a small hand in. Yeah, I think that uh, there's a, a certain uh, magazine pilot named uh, Philip Royal and an art, uh, an artistic genius named Paul Leggett that uh, might have concocted that cover Absolutely. behind you. Yeah. Uh, so I love that cover. It's uh, you know I'm uh, I'm one of the people who, who used to illustrate the covers on sports cars, so I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us today, Mike. Um, you bet. And. Uh, Thank you for taking care of our club uh, so wonderfully through uh, a really deep crisis in the world. Uh, uh, I, I love our club very much. I've been a member, and and you know, uh, I joined in 1973. I think was when I first joined, uh, and uh, it literally changed my life. Uh, it it uh, I like to say it raised <laughs> the club raised me. Uh, Understand. And, and uh, I think I'm not alone. And, and when we we got together last year, you had a myriad of challenges uh, that were facing you and this, this organization that was founded in 1944, out of pure passion and enthusiasm for people who love cars. Um, looking back, you know, you, you've, just, you've just been through a moment that could have taken down this club. Uh, tell us what you learned, and, and tell us where you know <laughs> where you've come from in that from the darkness of. Uh, well, you know, thank you for that. I, I tell you, if I had a dollar for every time my dad told me prior proper planning prevents poor performance, there was another p word in there. But since I'm um, yes, vis a vis the web, I'll leave that one out. But I think you get the joke, right? So yeah. I can tell you this: as much as I subscribe to that, thank you, Dad. Um, it, uh, there's no way you can plan for a global pandemic, um, uh, really, right? Right. So um, I have to say um, hats off to a very small, lean, agile, uh, small but fierce team, uh, staff team, uh, who basically we circled the wagons and we said, we're not, we're not giving up. We're, uh, we're uh, you know, we're not letting this thing go down on our watch. Um, number one, number two, I have a board that is fabulously supportive, um, across the, uh, the dark days that were last year, we pretty yes. much had, um, um, daily calls, <laughs> weekly calls, uh, whatever we needed kind of calls with the board. And they offered me whatever support we needed as a team to get through it. And then the biggest shout out goes to, um, to the members yeah. because, um, uh, and the leaders across our 115 regions, because. They had a they had a choice to stay in or opt out, yeah. And they they stayed in. In fact, Paul, I'm I'm happy to report today, um, our membership roles have never been higher in recent history in this organization, and a lot of that has to do with um, I think, you know, you you've asked me before, what's the DNA of this this club? And I think it's it's really around those who have a shared passion for motorsports, yeah. right? Um, and those who have, like yourself, like myself, like many of us in the club, who have a legacy of experiences, memories etched in our in our soul, right? That came from being around motorsports, being around the SCCA um, as we were growing up. Those were the things that uh, led to our pursuits. It, it's led to where you are today. It's, it's led me to where I am today and many of us in the club. And um, when you tap that 
um, pulse. When you tap that core DNA that's resident in, in grass, many grassroots enthusiasts um, who were going to, to through hell with us last year, they yeah. just said, no, I'm standing with the club. And um, I can just say the, the, uh, nothing but a heartfelt thank you to each and every one of them for doing that. And um, yeah, you know, we're bouncing back uh, pretty strong. We've never seen um, subscription at the national championship level um, was absolutely outstanding this year. Yeah. You know, some of that, um, I'd love to take all the credit as a club. I think some of that's due to folks just saying, I want to live again. I want freedom again. <laughs> get out and enjoy yeah, my I life. totally get that. I totally um, get it. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, I absolutely respect that. Our job, I think, is when they do vote with their money to go out and experience that and to release that passion, that we provide them the best access and the best experience we can in grassroots motorsports. And that's really, that's really what we're committed to doing going forward. Well, and you do. And I, I think that uh, you touched on something that I, I opened the, the door to a pretty important part of the conversation is that this is a group driven by pure passion and commitment to do things that, that we all love. And people give their time in this club to make events happen, to uh, coach others to nurture others that's literally how i got here people took time for me right. to help me become one an adult sort of and I'm, I'm not completely there in adulthood yet but <laughs> i understand uh, uh, but you. but also just uh, they watched out for me i mean li yeah. literally that that's what i find in, in our club and i think what was fantastic was to see um this vibrancy this year across the board you've just described it but you know the most important thing is this overall there's a climate right now in motorsport where it's surging yes. uh, you're well positioned right now to, to benefit from that at the at the pinnacle of the sport there's expanded interest earlier today i made a, a comment during the conversation with mark miles that we've passed 10 million unique visitors this year uh, that's that's uh, that's a stunning number for us. Huge. Uh, yeah, and and that's four million. By the end, it'd be four million more than the year before, which was two million more than the year before. Right. So that over a two-year period is a six million user growth, and and those people are are people that are now turbocharged with interest in motorsports. So what does the SCCA do now to harness that energy that's in the atmosphere? You know, you're. You're here. If you want to be involved in motorsport directly, you're the door in. What do you do? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think what we're really focused on right now is really trying to make sure that we provide as much access as possible and through that access, um, you know, the best experience possible. So when you think about um, the club, obviously we're involved in road racing. That's kind of the backbone of the club. We're involved in in solo or autocross. Uh, pick your uh, le preferred lexicon there. Yeah. Uh, our time trials program has seen a huge resurgence in yeah. the last 12, 18 months. Track night has gone from uh, zero in you know four or five years ago in terms of participations to over 50,000 participations. Um, and that gets a lot of folks who have never, who aren't, I guess maybe if I could say it um, this way, who aren't maybe the prototypical SCCA prospect. Yes. It gets the atypical, hey, I'm just an enthusiast. I just have a, um, um, you know, 
I have a Mazda Miata. I just would love to get on the track. I'm not a race car driver. I don't have a cop license. I'm not a, a mechanic. The technical conversation that was going on before my session here, I was just blown away. I understood about every fifth word they were saying, but it's just like, um, when I grow up, I want to have the passion of Lake Speed Junior, I think. I just learned that from the last seminar. But um, Indeed, I you know, do too. <laughs> providing access through a lens that is more broad that allows grassroots motorsports folks to come play with the car they have currently. You don't have to go buy the car that's going to win the class. Bring the car you have currently. You don't have to have a comp license to run in track night in America. You don't even have to be an SCCA member. We'll get you in a weekend membership so you can come. Um, okay. As long as your car is wider than it is tall, then you can come drive your car at track night. I've got a picture of a Honda Ridgeline on track at VIR with uh, several other traditional sports cars. And um, I asked the team before I came on today, I said, is it okay if I mention this? Cause I don't wanna promote something that uh, isn't safe and uh, up to uh, SCCA specs. And they said, no, that's absolutely safe. Um, you know, as long as that car is wider than it is tall, that gentleman was driving it in a safe manner and, um, that's how he's accessing his passion at that point in time through the vehicle that he has. I think that's how we create a broader um, tribe of enthusiasts yeah. is we provide, open the gate of access. So um, and access, when I say access, I mean it very broadly in, in terms of financial access, um, gender access, age access. I mean, our job is to create a, a, the best grassroots experience we can for enthusiasts and let them tell us how we did, right? For example, right. we use um, kind of a poor man's version of uh, a net promoter score, mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure everybody is familiar with. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically at the end of every, uh, for example, every track night in America event that we do, we ask them, on a one to five scale, what you, can you rate your experience with us today with track night on a one to five scale, one being worst, five being best. And can you tell us based on this experience today, how likely you are to refer to a friend or family member, you know, to come out and join us for a track night in the future. Um, I, I want to be humble with this, but right now across calendar year 21, that score for track night in America is 95. Wow. <laughs> I mean, um, we're doing a few things right. And um, yeah. in terms of providing access, to me, that's how you grow the tribe across um, across the, the continuum is you provide products like Track Night in America that have broader access. Broader access. Um, you don't um, mandate that you have to have this car or this experience or this or that. You just ask them to be um, appropriate and lean into, uh, you know, SCCA overall operations and safety standards, because that's paramount. Right. That's job one, yeah, right? Absolutely job one, yeah. Um, that you respect everybody in pit, just and treat them. It's pretty simple stuff, Paul. If we just practice this as a world, I think we'd be a hell of a lot further down the road. Just treat yeah. people the way you want to be treated, right? I agree with you. And, 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 um, and if yeah. you don't treat people that way, we might ask you to leave. <laughs> That's right, and, and I think that that's the other thing. I mean, uh, you know, reputationally, the, you hear people complain about clubs and club behaviors, and and uh, the, you know, and I personally have encountered very little of that in the SCCA over yeah. my uh, you know forty nine year journey here. Uh, uh, what I have found is that uh, people see you, and if you're wandering around for too long, they give you something to do. 
Right. Yes. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I was uh, recently telling the story of showing up and, you know, next thing I know I'm working poorly in timing and scoring. Eventually <laughs> I'm hanging out in the question box, you know, um, I'm, I'm doing little things being asked to help. And right. out of the ask, being asked to help or asking to help, which is other part of it, I'm meeting all these people that know yeah. so much that right. begin to uh, you know, be my tour guide in this exotic world that I want to be part of. I really right. do. And right. uh, we start to find common threads. Many of these relationships now are decades-long relationships. And it's not yes. just drivers or people who own race cars or teams. It's uh, workers. And what I, when I began worker uh, uh, population, uh, event uh, volunteers, uh, we're very much commingled with the competitors. We, right. you know, we, 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 we all knew, you know, it was a small enough group, we all knew each other because we were all there at this racetrack together, right. especially a place like Holtville, California, where you're out in an abandoned airfield and uh, you're, you're <laughs> gonna have dinner with each other. You know? Right, right. Uh, and I, I think what, what's interesting is you're, you're managing an organization that's actually a culture. Yes. Yes. No, that's that's hugely important. It is, and it is important that that culture um, not be clubby, right? That that right. culture be open. That that co we have something that uh, Chris Robbins, our director of uh, uh, region development, um, helped us with is kind of a um, a statement around providing a welcoming environment, and yeah. it's it's pretty simple. But um, you know, I get that um, it's hard to marry something that in its core DNA is highly competitive. Yeah. But at the same time, you're asking that same culture that, that has that DNA to be um, open and welcome for recreational participants just as much as competitive participants. But I tell you, Paul, I think that's a key to success for us going forward. Yeah. Um, and I'll just use myself as a poor example. I am a mid-pack hack. Uh, when it comes to driving, in my mind, I'm legendary. Um, in reality, not so much. Um, you know, I can, I can typically place mid-pack in most of the classes when I drive in solo events. Um, uh, road racing, I'd love to be mid-pack. Usually I'm a little further back than mid-pack in road racing. But that's not the point. Yeah. The point is, that's how I access my passion in motorsports. And on the days where I know I'm not qualified to drive, like say the SCCA national championship runoffs at the Indianapolis motor speedway. Um, because I don't want to get in trouble with the captain. And I don't want to embarrass the club. <laughs> I'll choose to work FNC. Yeah. Why is that? Number one, the, if I can't be driving an apex, I want to work an apex. And the closest yeah, pretty can, spectacular, isn't it? The closest I've done that I can get to an apex yeah. is with my FNC crew in the SCCA. And, um, you know, I have my FNC license. They let me do it. And yeah. um, it's just another way to be involved. And it's just, a, again, go, I go back to the access and the experience words. Those are my two buzzwords. Mm -hmm. um, that's the access that grants me. It, it's like uh, VIP access, right? Um, you know, to, to an event, to stand in a corner, uh, to be that close to the activity and the action of folks who are that um, high in caliber of profici proficiency as drivers. And it just helps their experience on track. Um, it helps the overall club experience, right? As you said, if you stand around long enough in the SCCA, you'll get volunteered for something. Yes, you and, will. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love trying to help, and uh, yeah. and that's the way I help. But I think that is kind of a um, that's how the culture is built. 
that's really the DNA of the culture. And I think that is still, even in 2021, I think, um, I think that's still appealing. Um, how we execute against that is different, but I still think it's very appealing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was so blessed this, this year in our championship season to see, let's just go to the runoffs for the second. Um, we had 14 year olds on the podium yeah, and you we did. had a gentleman Funny. with more championships and you can stake a, you shake a stick at John Heinrichy, who's forgive me, I think in his early seventies, right? A very fast early seventies. <laughs> very much faster than I'll ever be at any age. Yeah, right? yeah, uh -huh. um, and so what does, what does that mean? Well, to me, what that means is we might be doing some of the things right yeah. because the breadth of that, um, I mean, just demographically, um, was just mind blowing. We also had at the runoffs this year. Um, I don't know if this was the very first, but I believe it to be the very first female uh, hand control assisted driver uh, who did a, a damn fine job in B spec, one of the largest B spec yeah, fields that too. We've had in recent history. Um, and so, I mean, I know those are really kind of small, maybe tactical examples, but to me, when you're talking access, that those are the kind of things that I think or those are the kind of outcomes that I think we're trying to drive for because that provides a broader, um, you know, just a broader access point, a broader funnel for us as a club. Um, and it, it benefits us as a club because we get a lot more, we get a, a much broader set of perspectives from which to build upon going forward. Agreed. And I think, again, the diversity of activity and uh, membership and just interest in the Sports Car Club of America is mind-boggling. Uh, you know, I like to say going to a national convention for me is like going to my high school reunion, though, because I, <laughs> I, 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 the people that have been with me on most of my life journey, many of them are, you know, up, a huge proportion of them are, are from our club, and right. and uh, and we've gotten to stay in high school all the way through the last four decades doing fun things <laughs> together. Um, but uh, the the thing I think that would really be kind of fun to go through for people who don't know what the SCCA is, let's talk about SCCA by the numbers for a minute. Sure. How many members do we have in the SCCA? Well, we have at this point, I checked with Amy before, I, Amy Tennis, our uh, manager of member services, senior manager, who does a fabulous job for us. Uh, I checked with her before I came in today. We're right at 50,000 full-time, mm -hmm. and we have about between 20 and 25,000, uh, I don't want to call them part-time, but weekend members who yeah. participate with us in uh, multiple solo events, track night events, other kinds of events. Um, and our goal, obviously, with that population is to try to, you know, migrate them into full-time status uh, as we continue to grow. But um, pretty healthy numbers. Yeah, absolutely healthy numbers and, and uh, very nice to see that pass the 5-0. That makes me happy uh, <laughs> because we produce your, your magazine six times a year. And the uh, CCA yearbook issue, which is just coming out here, is uh, one of the benefits of being a member. Or, so, sorry for the shameless plug. I have to. I had it right here. Okay, great. That's a. I don't physically have one yet. All I've seen is a, is the digital uh, example of it. But oh, uh, it's awesome. Thank you. So thank much. you for sharing it. it. Makes me happy to see it. And and that's an idea we concocted last year mid pandemic in our conversations. Absolutely. With you. And I think it's a good one. And I, I let's talk about some more numbers here. How many events do you run a year? 
Um, right now, it's around 2,500 events and over 3,500 event days, right? So, for example, what will Mike White, what are event days? Well, for Solo Nationals, which is one of the largest amateur motorsports in the world, not just North America, we had over 1,500 participants across seven days on 100 acres of concrete in Lincoln, Nebraska, dodging orange cones. Um, yeah. And that might sound frivolous to somebody who's never done it, but I can tell you this. Um, there are some frivolous activities up there, especially in the uh, uh, paddock area um, after hours. Yes, um, it is. But when it's game time, uh, there's not a whole lot of frivolity there. There are national championship caliber folks there. Um, um, uh, you know, a great example, uh, Tom O'Gorman came down this year in Super Street with 100% uh, stock Acura NSX, other than I think it's 100% stock except for maybe uh, Yokohama tires on it. Um, and in a hugely competitive, fierce class, ended up uh, top of the podium. Um, yeah, well, he's so he's a special he's a special talent, and he and is again, a special talent. And he's a special talent at having fun as well, uh, yes, he is. Uh, which is I, I think is sort of the poster child for what you do too. And yeah. uh, uh, you know, you you talked about the the other side of the solo nationals, uh, and the other side of the social solo nationals. If you've not been. It's one hell of a cool party. Uh, Absolutely, and, uh, I think that I think the joke risk management management probably doesn't like me saying this on air, but it's a uh, it's basically a week long party where there's uh, six minutes of racing. Yes, that's um, exactly it, and, and, and all your <laughs> friends are there, and you uh, you can make up stories about how great you are. Um, Absolutely, when when you say friends, I mean, um, for example, uh, there was one family that was there that basically built a deconstructed a mod which is the pinnacle of competition yeah. in solo on site uh from parts to getting it running and on course uh with the help of friends family fellow competitors um at solo nats and that that's that's back kind of ties back into your cultural um reference where you said well what's the culture of the secca that's that's typically the culture of the SCCA. It's folks who are willing to help you into the wee hours of the morning, even if they're um, you're competing with them in your class, right? In the same class, uh, you see that in the runoffs. You see it at, at uh, any of our road races. You see it across the club. And I think that camaraderie is really part of building the um, the cohesiveness uh, of the family. And I think here we'll talk about that for a second because uh, you know you have this, the the road racing program. You have the you do have a cohesiveness and kind of spirit uh, of the club, but your your program you know your road racing program is is the envy of I think the world basically is an amateur program. Uh, your the runoffs has been running I think since was it 1964 would be the first time right. that the runoffs happened right. yes. Um, you know, and, and have been to uh, many of them. Uh, the uh, how many uh, national championship events do, do you think you uh, or SCCA regionals and, and uh, majors events do you run? Annually? Oh, I don't even know the number off the top of my head. I know it's in the dozens. Uh, when you think yeah. about the majors, the number of majors we yeah. do across the country every annum, the yeah. number of Hoosier Super Tours. Um, and the number of divisional events. Um, I, I should have the number top of my head, but it is, it is uh, quite a few. And uh, that number is actually growing. And one of the cool things that, that's kind of going on with um, a lot of our regional events, Paul, again, kind of back to the access and the experience pieces, we're working hard at um, trying to invite other participants into those road racing venues through on uh, track events, uh, track day events, 
uh, time trial events integrated into a road racing calendar weekend, et cetera, um, all of those kinds of things. And one of the things that is probably one of the best examples uh, that we did in uh, in 21, we actually partnered with the Steel City region and across uh, across a three days, a three day weekend, they had uh, almost 500 drivers participating in eight wow. SCCA events across five different programs, solo, track night in America, road racing, road racing time trials, a, a competition school, and a road rally. I mean, it was basically an SCCA smorgasbord uh, that they did at Pit Race, as you know, which is a beautiful facility up there, yeah. and supported all of them. They did them all on site. But um, SCCA Palooza. There you go. <laughs> and you know, the, the cool thing was, um, not only was it a great thing for participants, uh, many of which who weren't, um, you know, full-time SCCA members at that yeah. point in time, because they could see, oh, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Yeah, you can do all of that. Um, it was also candidly a great thing for internal stakeholders because sometimes, um, sometimes we get blind to all the assets we actually have in our portfolio yeah, yeah, yeah. to deliver on that experience, and um, you know. I'm probably going to talk out of school a little bit here. I'm not so sure there was comfort right out of the gate with, um, you know, the, maybe the road racing crew having the time trialers there, having the track nighters there, having the solo folks there at the start. But I'll tell you this, here's the tail of the tape. As soon as it was done, they signed up for doing it again in 2022. Absolutely great news, because I think that's the secret of that's the secret sauce to your future, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, that goes back to two words for me, access and experience. My team is so tired of hearing those words from me, but I think that's the key to success for us going forward is focusing on that. And I'm not, I know a lot of the, we have a lot of folks who are what I call pointy into the sword and solo road racing time trials. They're all, we have some fabulously fast folks who, who race with us. So we're not backing off the SECA being an epicenter of, high caliber competition. We're not, we're not backing off that a bit. What we are doing is saying, we're going to do that and let's just take a couple of steps back and expand that circle so yeah. that we can get those recreational folks in here because those folks might just be future competitors. Future exactly, exactly. And tell us a little bit about this new program that we're rolling out here in 20, uh, 22, the Enduro program? Yeah, the Enduro program, which has my attention. Yes, it, that, I think it has a lot of folks' attention. Speaking of, you were talking to Philip uh, Royal, our sports car magazine editor. I know he has a passion for Enduro. I'd like to sneak him out there to that one. It's yeah, I think he's this, a ringer, uh, though. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a very fast racing driver in addition to being a really excellent magazine editor. There you go. That's awesome. Um, well, it's taking place at a, uh, a facility you probably know a little bit about. It's kind of the, the home of endurance racing, which is Sebring. Yes. Um, and um, Eric Prill and uh, his team are leading that charge. Um, and again, I think this is something that we're uh, it's we're going to steal a page a little bit out of our, our uh, reinvigoration of the time trials program, in the SCCA, where we actually kind of launched that program uh, with a national championship and then built a tour to support it afterwards, right? Yeah. Um, and that's actually how we're looking at launching Enduro as well. The uh, Enduro event is in Sebring in March, and then we're working with regions across the country to create a probably a, a four to six event tour uh, in 22. And then based on that experience, based on learning from that, we'll, we'll potentially consider expanding that as we roll into 23. But, you know, as you know well, um, there's a lot of different ways to enjoy on track 
racing, uh, wheel to wheel racing. And, you know, over the past several years, we've seen a lot of folks uh, expand into the endurance market. We have a ton of sprint racers, obviously inside the SCCA who, who dabble inside the endurance market. And um, selfishly, you know, we're kind of competitive too. We don't want to yield that market to other no, folks. Of course we want not. Those folks yeah. to stay home and play with us, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to do that. Uh, um, uh, I don't have my invitation for that event yet as a driver. I'm just, uh, while, while I've got uh, full command of uh, the industry here, I just want to say a bronze level driver in Topeka, Kansas available for hire cheap. Um, um, not real good, but. Uh, if, if anybody's uh, very, looking very for ballast that holds a steering wheel, I'm, <laughs> I'm right. ready to go. If you're to. looking for some dead weight, give me a call. I can help yeah. out. So, uh, well, uh, I, I, I'm down. I want to be there for that one. The concept for ePark Trade is basically, in my opinion, there's a big hole in the internet. So the internet started many years ago. But there's never been an online business community for racers on the World Wide Web. The need for ePart Trade is actually quite obvious. Basically, people in the business of auto racing need a place online to hang out and get their problems solved. It's extremely simple for a buyer or for a supplier to interact on the platform. The first thing you need to do is sign in which is free. And the second thing is, when you see a product that you're interested in, all you need to do is click on request more information. If it's a company, you click on request more information. And then from there, it is forwarded directly to the buyer or to the supplier. You can go to epartrade.com, you become part of a community of businesses in racing. And it makes uh, sourcing products much easier than just on the internet or using Google. At ePartrade, there is no e-commerce. It's literally a connection just like at a trade show. So now, any time of the year, a buyer could reach out to a supplier through an email. More than that, it's a place to go just to keep current every day. So it's a good place to start your workday in your racing business or in your offices of your professional race team. And you know you're current when it comes to new technology, industry news, technical papers, technical videos, all of that and more. We're not looking for a million hits per day. All we want is people who are really the volume buyers of racing products in the racing industry to be part of the little world of ePart Trade. We have racing businesses participating from around the world. So you get suppliers from around the world, you get buyers from around the world. ePart Trade really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology. There are two types of people, racers and everyone else. Racer Magazine is for those who believe that racing is a way of life. Racer embodies the excellence that defines a sport driven by passion, courage, and ingenuity. Get one year of both Racer's print and digital edition for only $39 with instant access to our entire digital issue archive. Subscribe now at info.racer.com.